out of Hitler. My parts of his downfall had spiked Milligan. Part one. How it all started. September 3rd, 1939. A last minute of peace ticket away. Father and I were watching Mother digging our air shelter. She's a great little woman, said Father, and getting small all the time. I added, two minutes later, a man called Chamberlain, who did Prime Minister impressions, spoke on a wireless. He said, as of 11 o'clock, we were at war with Germany. I love the W.E. War, said Mother. It must be it's something we said, said Father. And well, the people next door panicked, burnt their post office books and took in the washing. Almost immediately came the mournful wail of the first air raid warning. Is that you, dear? said Mother. To do his funeral, said Father. Quick, put out the begging bowls. Here's the fact the boot to the shoe factory, the lunch shooter, caused chaos until it was changed. Uncle Willie, the pre-death mortician, who hadn't worked for years, started making small wooden mushrooms. He sent them to Air Marshal Harris, requesting they be dropped in Germany to prove Despite five days of war, British craftsmanship still flourished. They returned with a note saying, Dropping wooden mushrooms during raids might cause a necessary injury. My brother Desmond, too, seized with pre pubic patriotism, drew pictures of fantastic war machines. He showed father, son, he said, his inventions would be the salvation of England. I wasted no time carrying the portfolio of drawings in a string bag by Harry to Whitehall by his 74 tram. After several arguments and a scuffle, was shown into presence of a non, uh, presence of a curious nose manipulating colonel. He watched puzzled as father laid out drawings: a troop carrying submarines, tank carrying snack balloons, and some of the troops and rocket propelled skates, all drawn on the back of an old dinner menu. Right, said colonel. I have brown Windsor roast beef and two veg. Father and son. Were then shown the door, the windows, and finally the street. My father rejected you fool by rejecting these inventions. You put two years on the wall. Good, said the colonel. I wasn't doing anything. Father left, with head held high and feet held higher. He was thrown out. He took the war very seriously. As time went on, so did Neville Chamberlain. He took it so seriously, he resigned. Good, he said. Stepping down for a better man, concluded father, he rode off for the job. On Sunday morning, on Sunday in the morning, my father was at church, doing a bulk confession for the family. Father Donnan, an old army uniform, proceeded to transform the parlour, HQ, combined, or ops. Walls were covered in tatty maps, on the table was a 1927 map of Thomas Tiddley's bus routes, using wooden mushrooms as anti-tank guns. Uncle Willie placed them at various points on the map for the defence of broccoli. My father told the early morning movement that, he said, tapping the map, that is where they all they start their attack on England. That's Africa, said Puzzle Milkman. Oh, yes, said father, quickly, quick to recover. That's where they start from, Africa. Understand? No, I don't, said the milkman, whereupon he was immediately nipped and scrotum, thrown out his horse, whipped into a gallop. Only two pints tomorrow, father shouted after the spirit cart. Next morning, a constable arrived at the door. Oh, good morning, constable, said father, raising his steel helmet. You're just in time. In time for what, sir? 
in time for me to open the door for you, said Father, reading hopelessly with laughter. Very funny, sir, said the constable. You like it, said Father, wiping tears from his eyes. Now, what can we do for you, robbery? A murder? I mean, times must be bad for the false. Why not slap a rift on the Hitler? About the barrack, those barrack these barricades you put across the road. Oh, what's wrong with them? Red wall, you know. It's not me, sir. It's the tram drivers. They shout out, having to lift them to get through. They're not, they've got to come down. You're all fools, said Father. I write to Churchill. He did, Churchill told him, so take them down as well. He's a bloody fool too, said Father. If you're not careful, I'll change sides. Oh, no stranger to military life, born in India, of regimental strength, the father, family, and both sides being guns, far back as siege of Lucknow, great-grandfather, Sergeant John Henry Kettlebrand, been killed in Indian immunity by his wife. His last words were, oh, father died in a military hospital. I've been operating in for an appendix for a drunken doctor. A tombstone was carved. R.I.P. The memory of Sergeant Thomas Kettlebrand. 954-024-731. Died of appendix for his king and country. Now apparently in my turn, one day an envelope marked OMS fell on the mat. Time for my appendix, I thought. For Christ's sake, don't open it, said Uncle, prodding it with a stick. Last time I did, I ended up Mr. Popia, chased by Turks waving pots of Vaseline. Shouting, Lawrence, we love you, Ottoman. Father looked at his watch, time for another device, he said, and took one pace forward. Weeks went by, several more OMS letters arrived, finally arriving, eight or two a day, stamp urgent. King must think a lot of you, son, writing all his letters, said Mother, as she hunched sacks of coal into the cellar. One Sunday, while Mother was reappointed the house as a treat, Father opened one of the envelopes. It was a cunning, wordy invitation. I'll take the well too. Dudding at seven and sixpence a week. All found, just fancy, said Mother, as he carried Father upstairs for his bath. Oh, of all the people in England, they've chosen you. It's a great honour, son. Lovely, a felder with a right cross. I managed to delay the vital, fatal day. I explained, prior to the war, I was a keep fit at it. Every morning you could see people counting the bones of my skinny birthday. A bloody well recreation trap as a lifted barbells. Sometimes we were watched by admiring girls from Catford Labour Exchange. Among them was this one, one was one with a tremendous bosom. She looked like the Himalayas on this side. The sight of this released some kind of sex hormones to my being and made me try to lift some impossible weight. Professor, loading the barbell to one hundred and sixty pounds. About seventy pounds. I heaved at the weights. Bush. I can only pain shot round my back into my groin. I'm laid across the road, the bus stop. Crippled, I tried to grin. Tried to grin and crawled across the with agony. Falls the shower room, smile. Screams of laughter came from the girls. Oh, yes, said my neighbour, Miss Windus. You've got a rupture coming. My husband had one from birth. Oh, flow while courting days. Managed to keep it a secret because of an honeymoon. He had to show me, and I had showed was uh, it together with Cutterford oh, and Oil's advanced leather trust. He had to have it removed, or I'll become 
could have sectional intercourse. Terrified he lead me he, to my heart's about sex benefit. Hindu doctor who had a practice in Brockley Rise. Oh, yes, Milligan. Well, getting a rupture. Good feeling, he said, insisting it was carry strain. Fingers like red hot pokers in my grind. I don't know this. Was from a son of a BMA. It was 35 years ago. I'm not ruptured yet. Perhaps I'm a late starter. Rupture? The folk filled me with lumps of fear. Why? For three years I've been a trumpet playing. The Ritz reveals a bunch of spotty musicians held together by with hell. They paid three, ten shillings. They paid ten shillings a gig. For this I gave Mother Nine, who in turn gave it seven to the church, the hall of the parish. I couldn't understand it. We were the poor of the parish. Blowing a trumpet puts a strain on the groins up to the trust height. So every time we did a gig, I improvised a trust. I stuffed rags into an old sock until it was tight, tight. then placed it in a predict, predicted rupture spot, attached it to my groin with lengths of tape and string that gave me a bulge in my trousers. It looked like an erection from a, of a stallion. Something had to be done. I mean, if some woman saw it, I could never live up to it. So I tried to reduce the bulge by putting leather straps around me, pulling them tight. Nothing happened except my voice went up an octave. It looked a scene, but Mother came to rescue. She sewed up on an additional length of dyed paint black curtain, which covered the bulge, but brought the jacket halfway down. I thighs embarrassed explained it by by saying this is the latest style from America. Cow Calloway wears one. You must be a cunt, said the drummer. I brought the evening dress for my uncle Alpha kept for thirty eight shillings. The shirt was tight, but so was the money, so I brought it. For weeks I played in my leather harness, dressed up like a turkey. After a month I got saddle sores, went to the doctor, passed me on to a vet, and turned me wanted me to the police. A liver pervert, as a liver pervert. Pain in my back persisted. Sometimes I couldn't move for it. But what I had was a slip disc, a condition, and alone to bail the medicine. But to get a bad back at the same time as you call up, to hollow his naked wife in bed, the lodger saying the laundry's late. In my case, it was true, the laundry was late. I put in lotion, general hospital under reservation. Fingerners did it through the hole in the ceiling. Precious Higgins security in numbers came in bunches of fools resembling me. They put me, they stepped back to see what happened. He said, lie, said one. Then they hit me all over with rubber bullets and kept saying to each other, what do you think? They laid out a card while saying, renal chronic. The old man in its bed leaned over, said in a hoarse voice, get ape of me, son, or come in here through the vocalized veins. It took me appendix out. Thanks, I said. My name's Minigan. Why is Ethel Martin? He said, Ethel? He says, Dick of the chart. I was when I came in. Somewhere between here, there and there, there and there, here, pointing to an obvious direction. Unkindness cut of all. They got me mixed up with someone who wanted to be sterilized. How do you tell your wife you ain't what she thinks you are? Don't tell her, show her, I'll think about it. From now on, that's all that you'll be able to do about it. He's son of fun and a hospital. 
Having found the dome's lies, I discharged me a letter recommending electrical treatment and headed to whom it may concern. I suppose that meant me. But now, three months since my call-up. To celebrate, I hid under the bed dressed as Florence Nightingale. Next morning, I see the car. I was attending medical in Yorkshire, Gray, Effer, Elton. Son, said father, I think of all you better go. They're running out of disguises. In case they, they see you, they're bound to send you home. The card said I was important at 9.30 a.m. Please be prompt. I arrived at, prompt at 9.30 and was seen promptly at 12.15. We were told to strip. It revealed a mess of pale youths with thin, white, leery legs. A press photographer stopped by a recruiting sergeant. For Christ's sake, don't. It was a public, it was a public saw this lot. A pack in straight away. Vine and president of the grey faceball doctor. How do you feel, he said. All right, and said. Do you feel fit? No, I walked here. Good evening, he wrote grade one. Bun in blood ink on my card. No black cat, I said. It's a, at the laundry, he said. He replied. Died the car, so it's a proud day for the family. Taken from the house. I'm too young to go, I screamed. The military policeman dragged me for my pram, clutching a dummy. Victorian Station, the RTO gave me a travel warrant. A white feather, a picture hit them out. This is your enemy. I searched every compartment, but he wasn't on the train. 4.30, June 2nd, 1940, summer's day, all mares' tails. A blue sky was right at back to sea. Where I got off, it wasn't easy. Train didn't stop there. 